I, Adriana Iskid, am obsessed with Bethany, who is the owner of Skin Obsession. I just love how empowering she is and how much knowledge that she has. And I love the way that she is opening up this new portal for estheticians to think differently than what we've been trained and see the differences of connecting better with your guests and being able to understand mental health and how that plays a key role into what we do in our career in our field and I just absolutely love her I love this podcast episode that we've done together I am leaving this as raw as I possibly can I'm not editing anything because I think we just had a great a great conversation with each other and I definitely went through a lot of different tangents and uh kind of got distracted you know (laughs) like instead of going into a full complete circle I took a lot of detours (laughs) but it all kind of relates to each other and I'm actually getting more comfortable of talking about things that I've been kind of embarrassed to talk about especially for instance with intimacy with your partners and such I'm getting more comfortable of talking about what I believe in, I guess you would say, and not being ashamed and not being cautious of like making people feel uncomfortable or rubbing people the wrong way because this is truly what I believe and what I think and I think it all plays a key role in our wellness overall. Anyways, like I said, this is really raw and I just, I truly admire this episode with her and I was really nervous doing it, Um, but she has such a calm demeanor, which is very soothing (laughs) versus me. I'm like, "Ah." and sorry, I'm going on a tangent again, but usually when I record podcast episodes, especially when I'm interviewing someone, for some reason, I kind of just like. I have an outer body experience and blackout. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So <laughs> so that happens because I just get very nervous. You know, it's like if you're doing a speech in front of a class or what have you, you kind of just black out. You don't know what's what's going on. <laughs> you're like, you're not in your body, if you will. Anyway, so yes, this podcast episode is just so, so fun and so true. <laughs> Oh my God. But yes, I'm so excited with this and I would love to interview her more. And another thing is that it was, it's a little, it was in the beginning a little hard for me to interview her because she is um, an educator for estheticians. So a lot of the things that she provides is for estheticians to continue their education or um, their business information, business information, uh, things that they can they can apply to their business. So uh, I was trying to do more questions that are more suitable for consumers because that is what my podcast is mainly for, is for consumers and things to help you guys throughout your life and your wellness life. And so, yes. So I think we did pretty good. Let me know what you guys think. (laughs) All right, let's get it. Hello, you fabulous queens and kings. I'm here with amazing Bethany, owner of Skin Obsessed. She is my instructor, and we are going to talk a little bit about holistic facials. Go ahead, Bethany. Introduce yourself. Sorry. (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) Okay, uh, my name is Bethany Christensen. I'm a licensed esthetician. I started out as a cosmetologist and instructor and have been in the industry for about 14 years now. And I teach through my own holistic training academy, if you will, about holistic facials and then everything that's included in that, like energy work and self-care and manifesting amazing things for your business and having businesses that are, you know, intuitive and special and unique and don't feel like uh, we're taking advantage of people, maybe is a good way to explain it. I want to say you're like the first, um, like, educator that's doing what you do. Well, that I've noticed. I don't think there's really many people that do what you do out there. 
I think there's definitely like in terms of holistic training, there's people that do it, but they're so old school. It's like not many people know about them on Instagram, at least because they're older women (laughs) who like have so much knowledge, but they're very much like hands on amazing healers Mm -hmm. and and transitioning that into an online business, I don't think has been their strong uh, suit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, I have a few friends that are kind of like that, and they're they're just they're they prefer to be word of mouth rather than like on social media and marketing that way. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. So what actually got you into wanting to educate in this way? Because you were talking about you you you're an instructor for institutes. So what made you want to branch and do this? Um, oh my gosh, it was a lot of things. So I have always loved teaching for sure. And in the beginning, I think I saw that there was a need for, for good education that was like really comprehensive because most people don't get that in school. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really a struggle for me as an instructor to see my students like feel like they weren't getting what they paid for really Mm, yeah I mean and even when I tried to give them what I thought that they needed it wasn't enough because there's just not enough time in school no matter what you do there's there's never enough time and a lot of my frustration in teaching specifically in a school is that half the not even half 75 percent of the students that were there weren't there to learn at least not Fully. Like they just wanted to get a job or they thought they already knew everything or, you know, they didn't really realize that they needed to know all the things that we're talking about. So it was, it was like I was talking to nobody half the time. And that was, that was a struggle. You're like, hello, anyone yeah. out there? Tough like, crowd. Do you care? <laughs> care about any of this stuff? And I would always have you know, a couple students every class I really connected with because they wanted to learn more and they really cared about all the information and they saw that, like, the way that we were teaching them was different and that they they were getting more than other people were getting. And so as I progressed through and, you know, we got into the pandemic and I really was overwhelmed teaching, I was like, that is the part that I really like, like, connecting with those people who want the information. Mm-hmm. And if I do this on my own, then that can be my ideal customer. You know, we always talk about finding your ideal customer. Mm -hmm. So that was my ideal customer was the aesthetic students who didn't get what they needed in school and were looking for more information. And that's how I ended up starting my own company is like trying to fill that space for people. Um, We're really focusing on students or new aestheticians who felt like they wanted and needed more. Mm -hmm. And... I guess to go back to the pandemic part, this is how I ended up in the holistic realm of things because I think everyone went through like a spiritual awakening during the pandemic. Agreed. (laughs) Hey, I used to say, and I still feel this way, like when 2020 happened, I was like, 2020, we're seeing everything more clearly, Mm -hmm. you know, 2020 vision. And literally, it was like a shitty year for a lot of us, Uh but we really did see a lot of things more clearly that we haven't been able to because we're distracted by so many things in our busy lifestyle you know yeah when I even look at like the first iterations of the things I wanted to do like my list of classes that I wanted to teach or even like the the first episode on my podcast or the first video I made on YouTube like it's all focused on the traditional content that you see from educators in aesthetics right now or business coaches or whatever which is like how to sell retail how to get more clients and I just, the more I thought about that or, like, lived in that, the more I realized how it didn't make me feel good, Mm -hmm. and I don't think it makes most of us feel good, Mm -hmm. and so I really tried to get away from that and dug in other places, I guess, as I explored them and found them for myself, so. Yeah, and honestly, like, you have opened a lot of estheticians, well, for me, example, a lot of estheticians' eyes to things that are that happened that we never realized actually happened when we're with guests for Mm -hmm. example I know a lot of the things you teach us is like being mindful of like mental health like we 
yeah, you think about it, but we didn't really think really as much as I have been now lately, how much it really does affect a person, you know? Um, Cause you know, we, we hear it often where, you know, your, your guest comes in and they're like, they're nitpicking at themselves and you're like, no, you're fine. Don't, don't do that. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. They're always apologizing for something that they shouldn't be apologizing yes. for, you know? And I'll tell them like, oh, you're being silly. You stop it. You don't need to feel that way. But now I see it. I still see it that way, but even more, you know? Yeah. And I think it's a beautiful thing that what you're doing, you're having estheticians be more in tune to that and notice things more with that. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily of use this product because we were told to this product will work for this or mm-hmm. do this virtual service because we were told and continue our education and the protocol to do this because it will help with this. But it's much more than that, you know? Yeah. Definitely, uh, when I was when I was working in the industry before I was teaching, I was working for Dermalogica doing sales, and we would have people come in who were pickers, as an example, and our our answer to that was always like, "We'll buy a product. Let's find a product that you can buy that will stop you from picking." But you can't stop someone from picking by selling them a product because they're still gonna pick. Because yeah, they're still gonna pick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like there's so much more to the things that we do that we don't think about and if you just go the traditional route that you'll learn from brands or from sales reps or whatever we learn in the industry because that's where we get most of our education you're never really going to get to the root of all the problems that we deal with so yeah and they're great like products are awesome but it's not the end all be all like you will say for sure but I think I think you I'm obsessed with you (laughs) I tell my husband anything she does I'm gonna buy it (laughs) because I support her I think she's awesome and she and you've actually changed a lot for me for like and and what I do like I've changed a lot of the stuff that I do in my my practice and I've always wanted to because I've always had an interest in it because of things that I've been with holistic stuff and wellness throughout my life and I was just afraid of doing it because I didn't want people to see it a certain way. Mm-hmm. But ever since 2020, people are more open-minded to a lot of different things. And like you said, people are being more awakened with spirituality and such and accepting things that were out of the norm, per se, when they were younger or growing up. Yeah. So I think that's helped a lot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> One good thing probably that TikTok has brought us, right, is... <laughs> Even though I like to talk shit about it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, TikTok. By all sorts of people meditating and using crystals. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we're all meditating and using crystals. So. And cards. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys, I wish you were here. We're actually at her house in her, in her treatment room, but she has a shelf full of cards, tarot and oracle cards. I, I'm just like... I want that many too <laughs> it's it's a it's a yeah it's an obsession mm-hmm. <laughs> so um I guess well how I mentioned or before we even recorded I wanted to pick your brain more on like holistic facials and what are they and what are some misconceptions that people have about them and do you necessarily need to go to a medis ball even though they do have their place but do you need that to even have corrections or what what people put out there in the world that we need to do or whatever yeah so i'll let you (laughs) sorry okay start with holistic facials so i was thinking about this actually because I have people contact me all the time because I have that holistic facial course. When people find me on Instagram, they'll send me messages, they'll ask me questions. So one of the questions I get all the time is um, about the holistic facials and what else people can do if they're doing holistic facials. Do I need a certification to do this? Uh, If I'm doing holistic facials, can I still use machines? Mm. What does this protocol include? And I think it's funny because we... (laughs) Whoops. Let me make sure my phone's off too. Uh, we we simplify things so much, but when it comes to holistic facials, holistic means whole. It, to me, it means everything, and I think it's funny that we try to reduce it to something when it actually means everything. Yeah. So, and that's that's where I always start with people: is that holistic means whole. 
which means that we're treating everything and we're not treating only one thing at a time or only one part of the body. If you practice aesthetics more traditionally like we learn in school, most schools, or like you would in a med spa, you're treating it like the skin is not connected to anything else and that's so false, you know we're completely connected beings. So <laughs> our skin is a reflection of our emotions and a reflection of our health and a reflection of what we put on it and what we put into our bodies and the way that we think. So to me, a holistic facial, really to put this in the most simplified forms, is it's anything that you want to add in, right? As a body as a whole. Do a lot of people when people hear the word holistic facial what's the most common thing that people think do they Natural. think it's uh like organic products only and stuff i don't like even that? think that they know what organic means but yeah they think natural they think a holistic facial is just relaxing that it doesn't do anything that it's only for relaxation that they that they're just fluff facials mm. um they just feel good but they don't actually do anything for you and I'm giving you all the bad misconceptions, but that's really what it is, is yeah. people think that it's just just you're putting plants on the face, which, yeah, we probably will put plants on your face, <laughs> but even if you use a, a clinical, I'm air quoting for those of you who can't see us, um, if you're using a clinical or what some estheticians would call medical grade product, you're still going to find plants in that product, and you're still going to find those plant extracts because everybody uses plants. So there's there's really not that much difference in the treatments necessarily. To me, the difference is in the approach of the esthetician and whether they're treating something as a whole or they're treating something as an individual piece of a whole. And if you simplify something down and only treat one thing or you limit your treatment, you're limiting your outcome. You're never going to get the results that you want. And that's mm. the problem with med spas is that you get instant gratification, but you don't get long-term results. Mm, that's true. Dang, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like before we're recording, we're talking about how a lot of med spas don't don't offer post-care instructions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you get this extreme treatment that literally burns your face off, and you have no idea what to do with it afterwards. And you don't know any different, so you don't know that you don't know what to do with it, but that's what's happening. And that's the most important part after the treatment is the recovery of yes, it, right? the wound healing process, making sure that your skin is healing properly. And I think that, too, like, people get uh, a bad experience, so they assume that's how everything is going to be. They're going to label facials in general as an experience that they've mm -hmm. had that was a bad experience. Because yeah. I've heard many times, I love chemical pills, but I don't do them to everybody. You have, we have to work you up to that. Mm -hmm. And um, some people who I've talked to that want to do a chemical pill, they're afraid because they don't want their face to fall off because they had a terrible experience. Yeah. And me, I'm a less is more type of person. I've always been that way, but even more so now this past year and a half-ish. And, um, and to me, a lot of the people that come in for chemical pills, they prefer not to peel mm -hmm. because... They don't want to be looking like that working or going to an event or something, yeah. you know. But it was just that misconception that you have to peel in order to see results. Mm -hmm. Or like um, we were talking about microneedling. Like it has to bleed. You have to bleed <laughs> to see results, which is not necessarily yeah. or true. Or even with peels, and I would say even with extractions, people think extractions. it has to hurt to work. If it doesn't hurt, it's not working. Well, if it hurts, then your nervous system is probably going to go into fight or flight mode and you're not going to enjoy your treatment. You're not going to get the results that you want anyways. So that's true. Think anything should hurt that's so true, especially with the extractions. I didn't even think about that until now. My mind's blown, <laughs> to be honest with you, because it's true because you have people, uh, teens, kids. Mm -hmm. I have recently been getting some teens that come in and they're like, oh, yeah, my mom tries to extract them and it hurts and I don't want them to do it so I'm afraid I'm like it's okay like I told him like um if nothing comes out I don't force it and you always can let me know if it hurts and personally I don't like using extracting tools I like using q-tips because uh -huh. it's softer yeah um but if they don't come out I'm like 
I'm not going to worry about it. And I don't spend a lot of time, honestly, like maybe three minutes, five minutes on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I don't want them to have a bad experience. I know? try to never do extractions <laughs> if I can avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. That's me. I'm like, I'd rather massage your face longer. Yeah. Well, yeah. The other day I had a new client who came here um, and separate that out because getting a facial where I work at the spa is different than getting a facial here for sure in (laughs) in my home spa so she came here to get a facial and she was like is this the part where you turn the light on and look at my face and I was like no we never I never do that I don't ever turn a light on and look at your face like that and she's like oh that's so amazing and she was talking about how like you know it's so it makes you feel bad because someone's looking at you under a lamp and like pointing out all of your yeah, the, during the skin analysis yeah, portion. like uh-huh. all of your imperfections. And even aside from that, to me, it's the light itself is shocking. Yeah, especially if it's in a dark room and then you turn yeah. the light on. That's true. That's true. So we were just talking about how it's like. That's true. I'm like, dang. I'm like rethinking on some of the stuff that I do. <laughs> we're talking about how it's like so much more relaxing, so much better for your nervous system to not even turn a light on. So I, I don't. If I do extractions on people, I use like my little headlamp. Oh, yeah. Dang. I'm like, oh, I need to rethink about Because <laughs> I do use a mag lamp. Luckily, the room that I'm in, I have two big windows. So it's yeah. not as dark as my other room used to be. And so it's not that much of a difference, but it's still kind of a difference still, you know, with a bright light. And I try to keep it far away from their head and not close. I don't even use the mirror with it, like, or the magnifying um, lens thing, whatever it's called. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I don't even use that, but I'm like, should I even use that in general? Hmm. Interesting. But I yeah, feel these... so bad when I turn it on people because I do use it when I'm at the spa. We, you know, our clients have an expectation that we do extractions, so most of the time we have to do them. Um, and usually I'm like poking at three things and that's it <laughs> because I'm not going to pick at their face for an hour. But whenever I turn it on, like I feel absolutely terrible. Mm. I feel like I just ruined the facial turning the light on in their face. Yeah, that's true. Even, like, I've noticed I limited – sorry, you guys. I'm just, like, going off. I'm, like, I limit myself to, like, the skin analysis. If I know – I don't really – I. it's funny. I'll do skin analysis, but I don't tell them until afterwards because mm-hmm. I can tell they're so relaxed and I don't want to disrupt them. And before we even start their facial, I'm, like, this is your time. So you can sleep if you want to yeah. or if you, you can talk if you want to, but this is for you, not for me. Um, but – like I said, when I notice that they're relaxed, I'm like, I don't want to disrupt them. I want them yeah. to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I usually, I used to always teach like sandwiching in the skin analysis. So you like tell them what they're, tell them that their skin looks good. And then you tell them what they need to correct. Yeah. And how to correct it by, with the product that they need to buy really is, mm-hmm. is how we were doing skin analysis. Mm-hmm. So what do you need to buy in order to fix this? And then, you know, finish with something they're doing well. And I've really thrown that concept out the window and now I only tell people what's good because why does it, oh, why would someone want to lay down and be inspected and told that their face looks like shit? Sorry. That's true. <laughs> no, that is so true. And that's that's a thing though that we've been taught in school mm-hmm. versus what you've been teaching. It's like out of the norm, if you will, what you've been teaching, but more realistic to what we truly get involved with in our field and we don't really think about it until until like honestly until you until you've educated us <laughs> but it's because like it's, we're so used to it so we're so used to being taught what we were taught in school or what companies have told us yeah. that they don't think of the other things you know that's important but so Sorry, <laughs> I went on a whole side tangent with this, but um, what are like, I'm trying to think, because we're talking about holistic facials, what they are, um, misconceptions. misconceptions of holistic facials, or yeah, holistic facials, so you're still going to get corrections, if you will, with holistic facials. Yes. Sometimes I feel like you get more, mm. and it's more long-lasting mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you find the root problems and you correct them. So aging, as an example, to me, 
you cannot treat aging skin without massage. I mean, I say this a lot, and I say this all over my Instagram, and anyone who looks me up after this will see this, but you <laughs> cannot treat aging without massage because the actual things that happen structurally as you age have so much to do with posture, with tension, and with, uh, with your muscles. And no skin product or medical treatment that you do is going to correct that for you. Um, even things like like bone density loss is a structural aging issue. You can't treat that with microneedling or with laser. Um, fat pad distribution. You can't mm. treat the sagging that happens from your fat pads moving by putting filler in the face. There's actually a dermatologist, I think he was, who posted a really cool video about this. And he was yes, talking about it. like how how people end up with like pillow face or whatever mm-hmm. it is, which is mm-hmm. where like you get filler and it lifts the cheeks yeah but everything below like sags into this big clump and it's because the filler will lift the cheek but it won't lift the fat pad so they just look swollen yeah they just look swollen because the fat pad is still migrated to the bottom of the face so you can't you can't treat aging without massaging someone's face Mm -hmm. and that takes time you do it correctly so and the reasoning being i mean i know the reason but why why should they know the reason why <laughs> why why is massage better for aging yeah because you know a properly targeted facial massage is going to repair the fascia which is the connective tissue that our muscles stick to um so it's going to help the face to be more lifted and it redistributes the vast the fat pads So you can actually move the fat pads up into where they're supposed to be and kind of open up the face and open up things that happen because of poor posture Mm. by massaging. I love massaging. I've been really big into it after I've learned the proper way, too, (laughs) of how to do, like, the lymphatic massaging, the gua sha, which people have seen me talk about because Bethany has pushed that on us. Because it is true, though, like, because now since you've pointed that out Mm -hmm. in the classes that I've taken with you, um, like you'll see videos and people are just like doing what slapping the gua sha all over their face and thinking it's doing something yeah. and I'm like and you're like no that's not you have to do it right in yeah. order for you to get the benefits of it and um, yeah. that's a big thing that's been happening right now is the gua sha tool people have really been using the gua sha's yeah <laughs> She's like, oh, no comment, no comment. <laughs> I'm going to be good. I applaud their um, willingness to try it. But this is what I see that bothers me. Aside from them doing it incorrectly, that's whatever. People don't know what they don't know. And I would like never shame someone for doing something incorrectly because they didn't know. But the problem is that because it's like so popular on social media and TikTok, then you have like all these medical professionals, doctors, medical estheticians, especially being like, uh, gua sha doesn't work <gasps> and you're never going to get, I mean, there's no scientific evidence that it works and what you're doing doesn't work. And yeah, what they're doing doesn't work because they're not doing it correctly. Mm. But if you actually knew the correct way to use gua sha or you approached it maybe a little bit differently in your mindset, like really thinking about the Chinese medicine perspective and the meridians and the energy movement, then you and if you understood the lymphatic system then you would understand how gua sha works and that it does actually work for for things when you use it correctly so yeah. i mean it's been so many years of you know how do i say that it's like a lot of the ho- oh a lot of the holistic stuff that you teach um it's things that's been prevalent to our our society for so many years yeah. and like uh, a lot of like ancient Chinese medicine, Indian medicine, all of that, mm-hmm. and and I remember like how one of the classes we took with you, you were talking about why why is holistic facials kind of seem as not a facial, not a true mm-hmm. facial, and how you're saying is because just there's no quote unquote like um, scientific studies, if you will, because yeah. we like to see the the evidence yes yes you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> like a really we bad explainer <laughs> we need science to prove everything we need everything to be evidence-based but we don't you know our our culture is based on this idea of like one group of white males 
<laughs> from a pharmaceutical <laughs> company with a bunch of money yeah. um, does a research study and that's the evidence and you know that that's true for some things like vaccinations and medications but it, you're never going to find that evidence when it comes to something like gua sha because where's the money in that you yeah. know that's how our society works so it to me it's like i i love knowing the scientific basis of some of some of the holistic things that we do and how they work like understanding the lymphatic system helps gua sha to make a lot of sense and that's evidence-based if you want to use that terminology but there's also evidence in thousands of years of recorded history of people using these techniques that they work. Yeah. You know? It's not like necessarily wives' tales. Chinese medicine is like a pretty recorded... Oh, yeah. For sure. ...system of medicine. <laughs> For sure. Re- repeated and tested and, and maybe not the way we test things now. Right. But it was still the FDA same thing with Ayurveda. They yeah. <laughs> didn't approve it, but, you know, yeah. It's been in so many history, like years in history, and that's what's what's interesting. Like, I think that was a big thing why I was afraid of doing it too. Like, um, like what I'm doing now with mm-hmm. facials and more of holistic facials and such, is that I didn't want people to think that it wasn't legitimate. beneficial. Yeah. yeah, legitimate. Yes, but it is, and more so. You know, because mm-hmm. you're learning about your whole body, not just your skin, but everything about your body and being more in tuned with your body and noticing things when something is off, you know, yeah. even with your mental health, like noticing, cause like, it's weird. How do I describe this? Like, maybe, how do I say this? Maybe in your head you don't think that you're sad, but your body knows that you're sad. Yeah, you know what I mean? Keeps- score <laughs> <laughs> like stuff like that and so when you start noticing the the triggers or the warnings the small mm-hmm. warnings then you'll be able to understand what you can do in order to rebalance your body yeah well I think it's one of the main problems with western or allopathic which means like medicine that focuses on one system at a time the, the main problem with that system of medicine that we exist within now is that nothing ever gets treated wholly. It always get we just treat the symptoms. Like you get a cold and the first thing you do is go get cold medicine to get rid of your symptoms. Something happens to you, you get sick, you don't feel good, you go to the doctor and you expect this person to look at you for one minute and tell you what's wrong with you and give you a cure and instantly fix everything. And if they don't, then you go to another doctor and get the magic cure from them. And it takes the power away from us as people to like understand our bodies like you're saying and, and know what's what's happening within the the two things have to exist together like for us to be healthy on an everyday basis we need to know our bodies and then when something is out of our control then the doctors and the medicine can come in and take over at that point mm-hmm. but you can't just you know throw a band-aid on things by going to a doctor when you get sick and people who have autoimmune diseases as an example know that mm-hmm. like fibromyalgia you can't just go to a doctor and get a medication to fix that because there's not one to do that some people have success treating themselves in different ways and they try everything or they try nothing and live with it i don't i don't know but yeah that's true you become more in tune with your body if you really try to find those root root causes and and trust your body trust your body and check in with your nervous system do your nervous system regulation yeah i think too like it's so what as you were talking i was thinking about like home births I mean that's a good prime example like uh home births I I've I don't know if I've felt like I've noticed people are wanting to do it more lately than before Mm -hmm. and before people would get like shunned by doing it right Mm because they're like oh that's dangerous la 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 it's like but your body knows what to do trust your body you know yeah believe in your body and I guess it can go with this for sure like just believe in your body and I think too like once you start getting more in tune with it, you'll be able to educate your children how to mm-hmm. notice things too, you know? Yeah. Well, we definitely live in a society that tells us that we don't know anything about ourselves and that we need to go to someone else to get the answers. Yeah. <laughs> and also, disconnect from your body. Don't feel anything. Don't feel pain. Don't feel tired. 
keep working as hard as possible work oh, work work yeah. <laughs> yes Even when you die, that's how you get ahead in life like that's the society that we live oh in, my so. gosh yes I was someone was telling me oh sorry this is this is definitely off of our subject but someone was telling me that they were talking about Mike Mark Wahlberg they're like oh did you know he wakes up at three in the morning to start his day and then someone else like yeah a lot of celebrities they start early because then they're ahead of schedule from everybody else and I'm like what what but, a shitty life. Yeah. I'm like, I want to sleep, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Show me the celebrity that wakes up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Because <laughs> that's what you said. You love slots. You're like, I'm a, I'm a slot, okay? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one of the things we talk a lot about in, in the classes is like finding that balance for yourself as a practitioner. But people need that balance, too. And to me that's where self-care and facials come in because facials like personally experiencing facials that's like my one and a half hour meditation where I get to like be alone and just relax and that's something that everybody needs to really connect with your body and it's it's been a really interesting like practice in becoming more in tune with myself because I have to lay there still (laughs) and pay attention to the fact that like I'm clenching my feet even Mm. or like my legs or my jaw or my hands and I have to focus on like releasing all of that and we get so caught up in like going 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 all day long that we disconnect from our bodies and we don't feel any of that stuff on our on an everyday basis Oh, that's very chilling. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, ooh, because it's so, it's true. It's so true. And even as like a practitioner, when you're giving a facial to someone, you can, you can feel the energy of that, that it's hard for them oh, to relax. Gosh, yeah. And then when they do, <laughs> when you're they're like. looking at you in the eyeball <laughs> while, you're, while you're trying to cleanse their face and they're like staring at you. <laughs> you're like, please, can you, can, you can you put a mask over their eyes. All your clients who are listening, don't look at it's your creepy. practitioner's eyeballs. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> You're like, please. But, but me, I'm like, are you looking at my nose? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, when you when you go back and look at like like nervous system regulation mm-hmm. stuff, you can see why people are like that. And that's that's part of what I found for myself personally that I've practiced a lot of is like regulating my own nervous system so that I'm not a nervous clencher or stare while I'm getting a facial. That, and yeah, oh, dang, that's so true. I was never a stare, but I would close my eyes really tight. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's like the opposite version. I'm trying to think. Equally I, as anxious, but I don't without think, looking. I don't think with facials I've ever done anything. It was more of when I would, when I used to get lashes before I got allergic to the glue. I would freak out. I would freak out when people are close to my eye. Mm-hmm. And so I would have to like sit on my hands and I would have to like breathe it through. I have no idea how I did LASIK because I'm, <laughs> I got eye LASIK or LASIK, whatever you call it, I LASIK for my eyes. And, uh, and like even that, I was just like so concentrated because I didn't want to freak out. So I would like control my breathing to mm-hmm. help with that. But yeah. Um, Dang, that is true, too. Wow. I'm trying to think of what else. I had so many ideas or questions in my head, and I forgot everything. (laughs) Do you have anything specific that you want to say about holistic facials or about yourself? I don't know. (laughs) Let me think about this. I mean, I think, well... One of the things that people should know about holistic facials, I think, is that they're meant to be relaxing. So you should definitely try to relax <laughs> during that time. Try not to talk. But you have to be open to the experience, yes. I guess, is, is part of the thing. Like making sure that you're that you're trying to get the most out of it, especially from the energetic perspective. Uh, It's really interesting the things that we notice. I mean, you've been doing some of the energetic stuff for a while now, so Mm -hmm. I remember us having conversations about, like, using pendulums and how, Mm -hmm. like, when you do chakra balancing on people, you can see where they have imbalances and the things that are going on in their bodies. And I think it's, it's cool that we 
that we see that stuff and if people were more open to it they might get more benefit out of it because it's real it's yeah happening. <laughs> yeah no I agree and I want to kind of go, go um what go off on what you were saying because like so sorry another side story um I did a facial for a Reiki master mm-hmm. Ooh, I was so nervous I was nervous, but she's a manager. I actually did an interview with her on my podcast, um, the episode. Her name is Cassie, Mm -hmm. and she talks about, like, Reiki and all that stuff. But she's also the manager at the crystal shop that's near us. And I was doing a facial on her, and I was so nervous. Mm -hmm. But it was the most craziest experience I've ever had with energy work with her. Um, It was so unreal and afterwards I called my husband I was like oh my god so guess what happened so (laughs) so when I was doing her figuring out which chakras were out of balance when I got to her third eye she opened her eyes and looked at me and I was like oh okay (laughs) but all the other ones she didn't and I was like okay I get it she's a Reiki master so I'm sure she has that shit on lockdown like block that shit so I couldn't get access to it but then when we were doing her sound healing and I was like, okay, like, it's okay to open it up. I'm not trying. I, I was thinking this in my head, not telling mm-hmm. her. But I was like, you can open it up. I'm not trying to take anything. I'm just trying to help you heal. And just like nothing would come out of it. But, uh, oh, no, that was when I was doing like the energy, like trying to find mm-hmm. her colors. And But when I was doing the sound healing, her body would twitch mm-hmm. when I would get to her third eye. All the other ones didn't, but her third eye. And I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it's it's so fascinating to see how much energy plays a huge role on our bodies, too. Mm-hmm. And that people don't realize it. Or it's seen a certain way in yeah. our in our society. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to tell you that story because I didn't tell you yet. It's not real or whatever, but those those people tend to be the big clenchers, mm-hmm. you know. And then when you work on them, they're the bodies that that twitch the most during those those types of things. I've noticed, like their body needs it, like it needs the release. Yes, absolutely. And when you're playing like the the sound bowls and the chimes and stuff, you'll feel it fight. Yes, like you're trying to play and the vibrations are like not coming out the way that they yes, do. Yes, it's kind it's of creepy, crazy. but yes. <laughs> you're like, okay, but that's that's entrainment, right? Like you're, the vibrations are fighting against each other, but the more you play into it, the more it will push their vibration and It becomes and loud. It. Yeah. Yeah, and, and resonate with it. So it's really cool for sure. I notice that a lot with the ocean drum. Yes. When you play the ocean drum over top of people, it can be really shocking at first, and their body will kind of tense up, but then you see it, you physically see the energy moving in their body, which it's meant to be a cleansing tool, and to like take this stagnant energy and like move it out, and you physically see it happen, especially in their hands. Like You'll see them clench and like move and, and release things. Yes. It's, it's cool. I know my first facial with you, I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but when you played the ocean drum, for some reason, I just like couldn't stop crying afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. I want one so bad. And you, how are you saying, you just, you can feel the waves just like crashing on mm-hmm. your, like your body. It's, it's so interesting. Like, for those of you who haven't scheduled a holistic facial with either one of us, you definitely should because it's an amazing experience to have. And it's a, definitely a facial that you've never – for me, I feel like it's a facial I've never experienced and that the facial that my body has always been wanting and earning for, you know? Yeah. And um, I had a facial uh, – what was it, two days ago? What was it, Friday? And um, – I did my rain stick. So I like to use my rain stick and think of it as like taking a shower, uh-huh. you know, washing away things. So I'll start at the crown and like let it work there. Then I'll let it rain on their third eye and then I'll let it wash all the way down to their, their root chakra. And one of my guests was like, that noise, like after her facial, she's like, that noise. I don't know what it was. It sounded like green, but it made me think of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
Oh, I'm gonna cry. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm an emotional person, so. <laughs> but I was just, it just seeing how much happiness that she had, that how much sounds, sense can bring back, or it triggers the nervous mm-hmm. system, right? And how it, it can bring back so many good memories, and it can bring back some bad yeah, memories, depending. <laughs> but it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah, I've definitely heard of people having like sound trauma, which you know. Those are the things that we should be talking about beforehand anyways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my for those of you who receive <laughs> facials, you should tell people, you know, tell them what you like and don't like. Don't suffer through things and be really straightforward about it. But, yeah, yeah. I On my intake form, actually, it's very long. <laughs> but it's because I want to make sure I get everything, like, spot on I guess you will you yeah. would say or things to avoid to make them more comfortable yeah and facial. to make it more intentional mm-hmm. like everything's customized so that's that's the other thing about holistic facials at least I think the way that you're doing them now and the way mm-hmm. that I do them is that it's it's totally customized so everything is made for the individual person and what they like and don't like and I like to always ask things like about temperature do you like to be hot or cold you know, do, because I personally don't like cold things on my face. Mm. It it freaks me out and it makes <laughs> me want to jump off the table. So I have to be very straightforward about that. I don't like things in my eyes. I don't like extractions. I don't like light in my face. And you have to be really straightforward about that stuff. So I always, I always ask those questions too. Yeah. And I've started asking too, um, like, what's your favorite thing in a facial and what do you not like in a facial? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's always so interesting to me. Like my favorite thing is hot towels. I'm trying to think, what is my favorite thing? Massage. Mm-hmm. I love massage, but I don't know now since I get my facials with you. I love the sound the healing. Sound healing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, now that I've been doing sound healing more, that's that's I think everyone's favorite part. Um, it's the best. Yes, you see colors sometimes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. You know, oh, my husband, he thinks I'm crazy. I, he says he doesn't. I, I put words in his mouth. But I feel like he probably thinks I'm crazy. Because, like, I'll be like, can I try this on you? <laughs> and I'm, like, doing different things. Or, like, we'll try. Um, what we This might be TMI, but we've been doing a lot of breathwork exercises together before mm-hmm. intimacy. Because I saw it on YouTube with, like, a sex ed um, person. Mm-hmm. And bring, making it more more intimate rather than just sex you know yeah and it's been awesome like doing that because um we feel connected Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because like you never thought that breathing with someone can Mm -hmm. help you through things if that makes sense because yeah yeah but anyways sorry tmi but it does nervous system regulation <laughs> say that 17 you're times, like again <laughs> it's true because it takes you into that safe and social space where you can like where you can actually connect because if you have anything going on that has you like in fight or flight or even in like a, a little bit of a shutdown mode like you're being avoidant you're trying not to like you know feel pain in your body because you had a long day or whatever Mm -hmm. you know you're you're completely shut down so that makes a lot of sense that you're connecting through breathing such a beautiful thing i think that's pretty much it uh i hope this was educational (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh oh how can uh or is there anything else you want to finish off with or is are you pretty good you good on the sub (laughs) are you good no i'm just kidding i don't know yeah, I know for sure I don't want this to be the only interview for sure, if that's okay for me to take some more of your time out. But um, I guess since this is my first time interviewing you, I just wanted to get like the introduction yeah. with holistic facials. Yeah. For sure, I want to talk about more things. Yeah, so I mean, everyone should try one. Don't, don't think that just because it's called holistic, it doesn't mean that it's going to work that's not true and anyone can get it no mm-hmm. matter your age I think. yes yeah. everyone fully customized sound healing is amazing um i was gonna add my biggest thing right now that i've been doing this year is creating uh educating people on 
so I call it self-love rituals. Mm-hmm. So like using gua sha's and using like the facial cups and stuff and like mm-hmm. setting intention, like lighting mm-hmm. a candle or do whatever you like to do to kind of like set you in a relaxing mood per se. But I've been doing that a lot lately too. But we can always do an uh, interview more about that kind of yeah. stuff too. But okay so my thing is about to go off because it records for only 60 minutes so (laughs) Uh, where can people follow you at Uh, my instagram is bk.skinobsessed and my website is skinobsessed.co and i'll put that information in the detailed description and um oh for estheticians who are wanting who are listening and wanting to take your classes where Mm -hmm. do they do that at uh, so I have a website that's like an online portal for education. It's skinobsessededucation.com. Kind of going through a, a revamp right now, trying to put together a new education site that will have app access. So it'll make it a lot easier to get a hold of online education. And then I am teaching my first in-person class on the 27th of February. It's going to be about connective tissue massage and buckle massage, which is massaging inside your mouth. So exciting. (laughs) I wish I could take it. It feels so good. Um, Yeah, so those are my opportunities right now. And then there's a lot more coming in terms of in-person classes for the new year. I'm partnering, partnering with a lady who owns a spa. And so we will use her space and we're going to be hopefully doing some classes together on different things. So she has a medical director so she can teach microneedling and dermaplaning and we're going to incorporate some machines if that's what you're into because holistic means everything. So we can can do machines. (laughs) And then of course I'll be teaching a lot more massage classes. I'm so excited. And yes, I want to do a retreat this year. So that's the other thing I'm planning. I can't wait. It's like my vision is an immersive experience with like two days of education, all energy stuff, things that you can do in your treatments and massage and all that good stuff. I'm so excited for you. I'm excited to take it, <laughs> but I'm excited for you that you're you're growing so much to do stuff like this. That's especially here in Texas because usually they don't really have a lot of options like this for us it's usually like in vegas Mm -hmm. or like florida or Mm -hmm. california so i'm excited (laughs) well thank you thank you so much for taking your time out for today and letting me interview you and like i said this isn't going to be the only one because i definitely want to keep picking your brain on a lot of stuff um but you guys are more than welcome to go follow her and if you're an esthetician definitely go sign up for her classes to expand your knowledge and wisdom and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Doodaloo! <laughs> if you would like to continue this conversation, please visit my website at www.cs-aesthetics.com. Here you can find all my contact information, my social media platforms that you can follow, and my online retail store where you can upgrade your skincare routine. Thank you so much for listening. Please share Confidence in Your Skin podcast with your family and friends. Leave a review and never forget to enhance your heart.